one thing I wanted us to do was uh, to really to pray this week with all that's gone on in the city. Um, I've lived here 55 years. This is I wasn't born here, but this has been my home for over five decades. And we named the church Queen City Church because we we love our city. And um, I, f- I feel so bad for so many different people. I feel bad for um, the Scott family. Keith Lamont Scott was the, the gentleman that was shot. I feel bad for um, injustices black community has had to really fight their way through for generations. Um, I feel bad, honestly, for the police department. I feel bad for the African-American man that, that shot him. Um, but I, I'm asking the Lord really to heal our, just to heal our city. So, Father, this morning we ask for that. We ask that you would continue to invade and heal our city with your kindness, your mercy, your goodness. Lord, we pray for the uh, family of Keith Scott, for the children who lost a father and the wife who lost a husband, the mother who lost a son. Lord, we pray for our city officials who are doing the best they know how to navigate through these situations. We pray for the police department. We pray for, Lord, for justice, for peace, for truth. Lord, just for, for all of those things. Lord, these things are too complicated for us to, to sort out. But they're not too big for you. And so here we are, Lord. We stand as people that represent you in this city and we speak peace. We speak um, grace. And we speak mercy. And we speak justice, Lord, in, in every, every area. Father, we pray this, we pray it in Jesus' name. I want to read just a couple of verses of scripture. First Peter 2.17, it says, Honor all people. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. In Romans 12, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. And Paul wrote again in First Timothy, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. That should be our attitude, for all men. Supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there's one God and one mediator between God and men. That's the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom 
for all to be testified in due time. Amen. Amen. We should stand one more second. Let's stand one more and just ask for peace. Let's pray for the peace of God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. We ask that, Lord, your loving kindness, your mercy, your peace would flood, would flood our city. Lord, that your grace would come, that your mercy would come like a mighty rushing stream. Lord, the kindness would be contagious. It would become viral, Lord, instead of evil and wickedness and slander and criticism. Lord, goodness and kindness would flood our city and just ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Are we going to be here next week? <laughs> That's the million-dollar question. We have done and gotten final inspections in every single area. Plumbing, fire alarm, electrical, mechanical, and sprinkler. The last hurdle <laughs> is the building inspector comes in and looks at all of it. And um, we put some letters on the website. It's a little complicated. But once he looks at it and gives us the okay, then we will get what's called a CO, which is Certificate of Occupancy. So we plan, but that happens Monday. Stuff can happen, but here's what I believe. I believe we'll be at 7-Eleven Presley Road next week. Let's shout a little bit. And if something happens, we'll let you know. But we're more than, more than hopeful. Actually, it just struck me that next, actually next Sunday is the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year. It's almost like an official new beginning on God's calendar, as some say. Whatever. I'm not going to debate all that. But it could be the Lord was holding us up to make a point to show us it's a brand new year. It's a brand new day for us here at Queen City Church. And so we bless the visualite. Thank you for the visualite, Lord. Amen? Amen. Okay. Um, I want to invite Abby. Abby, if you'll come up. She's going on a mission trip. We love Abby. We want to try to help her. So... Here she is. You're so pretty. Oh, thank you. He said I'm so pretty. Thank you. You are. You go right ahead, girl. So much room. Hi. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Abby Ogunbekun. I've been coming here to Queen City literally the Sunday after I moved to Charlotte. I didn't know a soul. I just Googled churches and Charlotte, and I found this place. Um, I facilitate, kind of lead the 20 to 30-somethings group here. Um, and the way that that group came about was last year I went to a prayer gathering called Awakening Europe. Um, it was put on by Todd White and Ben Fitzgerald of Bethel Church. So good. They're, they're actually in Stuttgart right now, Germany, um, leading hundreds of people of Christ um, in these things called the Holy Spirit Nights. It's a gear up for Awakening Europe this year, which is in Sweden. 
And when I went last year to Germany, I volunteered with a group out of Greenville, South Carolina, and we slept on wood floors for four nights, and we volunteered in the prayer tent and prayed over people who couldn't even understand us because most of them just spoke German or Italian or French or whatever. But it was such an amazing time, and I have never been more tired, more exhausted, and more rewarded in my whole life. I can't explain to you just how much of a servant I got to be, and it blessed me being able to serve them. Um, And they didn't know if they were going to be able to put it on this year. It's in a different country every year now, and this year they felt Sweden on their hearts. If any of you don't know where Sweden is, it's in Scandinavia. This place is a very dark spiritual place. Um, It's got one of the highest leading rates of depression. Um, There's no nationalism, and especially for the minorities there, a lot of the immigrants, it's terrible there for them. Um, There's a lot of xenophobia. But at the same time, it's a beautiful place. And the Swedish Christians there have been praying for revival. And Todd White and Ben Fitzgerald felt like this year was it. So Awakening Europe is going to be next month on the 28th. And instead of going with a team this year, no one felt the call to go. But I really still felt it. And I didn't know what to do. So I prayed. And God was like, you got to go on your own. So I'm going to be traveling to Sweden October 21st, um, and I'll be going by myself. And I'm just going to go in faith that God's going to go before me and that he's got me. And I'm not going to lie, I can't do it without all of you. I really need support. I need prayer support because this is going to be a huge trust thing, just trusting that God is going to walk before me and behind me and to my left and to my right. Um, It's not that it's a bad city, but... There's a lot of things that could go wrong for a girl traveling by herself, but I just believe that this is what God has in store for me, and also financially, that you would be able to bless Sweden by blessing me and going. Um, I'm raising $2,000 by myself right now, and the Lord's been so good so far, and I know that he's going to provide every single thing that I need. But I just really feel in my heart that I'm supposed to go and serve, whether it's to talk to people who can't even understand me or if it's just to be able to show love to people who have never felt that before. There's going to be outreach. We're going to go out into Stockholm, and we're going to actually speak to people. And the thing is, is that last year I was able to go and speak to people who kind of looked like me but didn't, and I was with a group of people who were all um, Germans, and I was the only one who could actually communicate and like kind of relate to the minorities because they saw me, and they're like, she kind of looks like me. I'm, I want to talk to these people. And it's just by like having people who are willing to go and open their hearts, that's what's going to open doors. And I really, truly believe that there's going to be revival because I don't know if you guys have seen this last week, but the world needs more love, you guys. The world needs more love. And I can tell you one thing is that Europe is praying for us. I've had so many people all over Europe, all of my friends that I met last year at Awakening Europe, I've had people ask me, are you okay? We are praying for you. We have got prayer gatherings for you guys here in Charlotte. Europe is praying for us, you guys. And I feel like this is our time to be able to also bless them. So I just ask that you just keep me in your prayers. Support me prayerfully, financially, and that you will just really not only have Europe on your heart, but just put the goal of love for the world on your heart. Thank you. Awesome. You can give money directly to Abby, or you can give it to Queen City Church with Abby Trip on there somehow or another, and we're going to help you too. So we love you. And I 
I'll have information in the back. Um, I'll have information in the back after church um, for anyone who wants to get it. Great. Thank you, sweetie. You're sweet. Yes. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And there she goes, pleasing God. Awesome, awesome. All right, here comes my wife, Donna. She's going to preach up a storm this morning. It doesn't matter. Lord, look at this lady, please. Touch Donna. Help her, help her. Let her express those deep places she has in you. In Jesus' name. Good morning, everyone. I'm fumbling here because there's something I I wanted to share that I ran across this week in looking through things I'd had written down, trying to determine what what message the Lord had for me today. And and so I ran across this, and I just really um, wanted to share it and, and just thank the Lord. This was a dream that I had back in January. Um, usually I'll have seasons where I'll have dreams or whatever, and then ones where I don't much. But when I do, I try to write things down. And so this was back in January when we were um, desperately trying to find a building somewhere, and almost everywhere we would go, somebody was ahead of us and got it. But anyway, I dreamed that Robin was looking at and making plans for a building but it turns out that someone else was doing it too, like usual, for the same building. However, when I woke up, I felt like I understood. This guy was like a step ahead of Robin. I believed, I believed it was the Lord, that he was going ahead of Robin, preparing the way, and also paying for it. And the Lord really has done that. He's, um, you know, he's been with us through this process. There have been challenges all along the way big challenges, and um, he's gotten us through those. Um, it's inc- the money, the cost has increased all along the way, but he's continued to provide, and honestly, mostly it's come through you folks, and I just want to th- thank you for that and thank the Lord, you know, for he's, he's so been with us that I'm really excited about what he's, what he's got ahead for us. I just wanted to thank the Lord for that. Okay, so I had been, they had me on the schedule for today, and um, I was telling Robin this week, my challenge was, I didn't know, I didn't feel like I had anything to say. <laughs> um, you know, we've been real busy with the building process, we've had all these things happen in our city this week, and I just felt real insignificant, like, what in the world do I have to say in anything, you know? Um, and so um, I, I tried to get off the hook, and about Friday, I think he was going to let me off the hook. He was, um, you know, he was acting like I was a chicken. I said, honestly, it is a little intimidating to stand up here and see all your faces um, as kind and sweet as they are. It can be intimidating, but it wasn't that so much as I really didn't know what I had to say. Um, so he said, okay, well, let me know tomorrow, and, and if you just can't do it, 
I'll do it. So this was on Friday. So yesterday morning, I woke up real early, and I woke up with a phrase in my head, and that phrase was the law of kindness. Um, and I knew, I knew exactly where that was in the Bible. How many of you know where that is found? The law of kindness, that phrase. It is actually in, and Jen, there you go. Thank you, Jen. Um, the law of kindness is actually found in Proverbs 31, in that famous last chapter of Proverbs, um, about the description of the excellent or virtuous wife, the one described in the, with those superhuman qualities that no, no one person lives up to. You know, it's in that one. Um, and so actually a little bit about Proverbs 31, which that's, this is, that's not really what I'm going to get into, but I did want to show you this. If you're not familiar with it, in Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31, are actually an acrostic poem, um, which is an alphabetical in structure with each line beginning with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Is that correct, Julie? Is that correct? What an acrostic is? Okay. Um, The implication, and this was what was written in my Passion Translation, which I thought was cool. The implication is that the perfections of this woman will exhaust the entire language. The subject is the perfect bride, the virtuous woman. This woman becomes an incredible picture of the end-time victorious bride of Jesus Christ. She is full of virtue and grace. So the law of kindness is to be a characteristic of the church of a community of believers, the body of the church. Um, it is found, this particular phrase is found in verse 26. Um, I think we need to back up one, Jen, if you can. It says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. I believe the law of kindness speaks of being ruled by kindness. And why is this seemingly small thing so important right now? Um, and I think you know, we live, we live in, a, in a world that can be mean. Um, there's so much unrest. There is so much hurt. There's anger. Um, and we have a great need for kindness. Um, I was thinking about, we've lived through a, several major crises in our lifetime. I can think about when, the, the first one I remember is when President Kennedy was assassinated. And I think I was in the fifth grade. And the, the nation was just stunned, just stunned for days and weeks. And um, I remember walking home with a friend of mine and we just didn't quite know what to think of it. So we've seen a lot of those different Times go on in our nation. But I was thinking, honestly, right now, one, one of my big concerns for our nation is I don't think I've ever seen quite the division that seems to be in our nation. Um, and that, that, to me, that is one of my biggest concerns and, and um, items for prayer. Um, but you see, there is a need, um, a need for kindness. If we're going to live different from a different kingdom and bring hope and light to a hurting world, we're going to have to do it with kindness, with kindness, respect, and honor. Um, 
going to need to treat everyone with that honor and dignity. Okay. And then in verse 10, in the next slide, Jen, I did want to go back to this because this was cool to me. I thought it was important. At the beginning of that section of Proverbs 31, um, there it starts out with, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is, is far above rubies. And the Hebrew word I've put right there, I won't try to pronounce it because I certainly don't know how to do that. But some of the words that describe that Hebrew word, C-H-A-Y-I-L, are um, a force, virtue, valor, strength, company, valiant, strong, war-worthy, and what it is really communicating is it describes this woman as a force to be reckoned with. She's a force to be reckoned with. And that's that's who we're to be. That's the church. Um, So this one who is ruled by the law of kindness is a force to be reckoned with. Okay, so I wanted to look at some scriptures about the Lord because the Lord is kind. Um, So Jen, if you would go on to the next one. The Lord is kind. And that word for kind, the kindness there in Proverbs, I looked it up. There's so many verses in the Old Testament where they describe the Lord as kind. The fathers of our faith, the patriarchs, Moses, David, the prophets spoke of the kindness, the loving kindness of the Lord. Do you think of the Lord that way? Do you think, when you think about the Lord, do you think of him as being kind? I I don't always think that. Um, I mean, not that I think he's not, I just don't think about it. But he is really kind. The Lord is kind. Genesis 32.10, Jacob declared of the Lord, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies, which are kindnesses, and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. And a lot of these words in the Old Testament that are that same word for kindness are the word goodness, mercy, gracious, graciousness. In Nehemiah, you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. Then David spoke of the Lord in Psalms, and this is just throughout the Psalms, the things David would say of the Lord. For the king trusts in the Lord, and through the loving kindness of the Most High, he will not be shaken. Psalm 23, because the Lord was David's shepherd, he said, Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Psalm 33, the earth is full of the loving kindness of the Lord. Okay, then the the next slide, Jen. What does the kindness of the Lord do for us? And Casey sang this one this morning. In Romans 2, 4, this one probably has already come to your mind. Do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? Some versions have goodness there, but it's that same word, kindness. It's the kindness of the Lord that that leads us to repentance. It leads us to change our minds. The kindness of the Lord. Then the next one in Matthew, and I really love this one, in Matthew 11. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, 
and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. I didn't know it, but that word for easy is that word kind. My yoke is easy and my load is light. The kindness of the Lord brings us to a place of rest, a place of peace. So if you yoke yourself with the Lord, you may think of it as putting on a heavy burden, but it's not that way. It is not that way. His yoke is kind, is kindly. Okay, so Jesus exhorted us to be the same way, us to be kind. So in Luke 6, and I'm actually going to back up and read a little more than I put on the slide for this one. And this is from the Passion Translation. I read all different translations. I like to hear you get a little different perspective that way. Are you really showing true love by only loving those who love you back? Even those who don't know God will do that. Are you really showing compassion when you only do good deeds to those who do good deeds to you? Even those who don't know God will do that. And if you lend money only to those who you know will repay you, what credit is that to your character? Even those who don't know God do that. But love your enemies and continue to treat them well. When you lend money, don't despair if you are never paid back. For it is not lost. You will receive a rich reward and you will be known as true children of the Most High God, having his same nature. For your father is famous for his kindness to heal, even the thankless and cruel. That's awesome, isn't it? I love that. Your father in heaven, your father is famous for his kindness to heal, even the thankless and cruel. So have compassion for others, just as your heavenly Father overflows with compassion for us. So when we live ruled by the law of kindness, we we bring God's heart into situations, into people's lives. We show his nature. A few more that I don't think I put on the screen. In 1 Corinthians 13, love never fails. Love is patient. Love is kind. So kindness is actually a way to show love. In Mark 21, love your neighbor as yourself. Romans 12, overcome evil with good. Kindness is strength. It's not weakness. It can be disarming. So what can our kindness do for somebody else? It can bring change, just like the kindness of the Lord leads us to repentance, to a change of mind. Your kindness to somebody can bring a change of their heart, bring a change in their lives. It can bring peace to their lives, just like the kindness of the Lord does. Um, the, the cool thing about this is um, the law of kindness it seems to be a small thing, but it's something any of us t- can do. You know, some... Um, I'm sure you all feel this way too. You can feel so insignificant in the scope of the things you see in the world and think, what in the world? How can I have any effect on anything going on? Um, But this is something any of us can do. You can be kind to somebody. And I'm not just thinking, talking about a passive kindness. I'm talking about something where you go on the aggressive. You don't just, just people that you run into 
each day. Be kind to them, which you should do that also. But I mean, go looking for it. Go look for somebody you may not even normally um, have any association with. And ask the Lord to show you something you can do for them. I think it'll be disarming. I think if we all did this, it really could be impactful. Okay, the last one I wanted to look at our mission statement. The mission statement for Queen, Queen City Church. We've, we've always wanted to keep it simple. Um, it is most basic, simple form. We wanted to be a blessing to the Lord and to be a blessing to our city. And honestly, this is a way we can be a blessing to our city, is to be um, proactive, um, be deliberate in, in showing kindness, the kind of kindness the Lord has that is disarming, that changes people's hearts. Um, that, that brings them peace, that brings healing. And so I want to challenge us this week to make a point to do that. Men, women, even children, those of you in school, I think it would be awesome if every day of the week you would ask the Lord to give you somebody or something that you could do, maybe even a little out of the norm of what you usually do in your life, to show you something you can do to um, to show kindness, to show the kindness of the Lord um, to them. And um, let's impact our city. Okay. That was awesome. Um, I don't need to add anything to that, but let's pray. How does that sound? Um, man, 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 man. We just quietly accept your kindness, God. We know that you are kind. And if we don't feel like you're kind, we ask that you would change that in our minds and in our hearts and even kind of our whole bodies right now, if there's any part of our body that doesn't feel your kindness, we ask that you would, um, we ask that you would show that to us right now. And God, we've been unfortunately marinating in anger and division over the last few years here in America. And here in Charlotte, I ask that you would marinate us in your love so that we would be better equipped to show this kindness. This proactive kindness that Donna spoke about. We just ask for that proactive kindness to fall on us right now, to well up from the middle of our bellies the rivers of living water that you have for us. We just ask that to come forth right now. And I, for one, I ask you to forgive me for my unkindnesses. And I ask that you would forgive me for my anger. And I ask that you would forgive me for my knee-jerk reactions. And then I ask that you would 
fundamentally change me that those knee jerks would be knee jerks of kindness. That my automatic reaction would be love. That was your automatic reaction on earth. So more God, more kindness, more of your Holy Spirit, more of your love for these people. And to echo Robin's prayer for today, we just ask for kindness for our city. We ask kindness would fall on the protesters. We ask kindness would fall on the African-American community here. We ask kindness would fall on the police department and our elected officials. We ask kindness would fall everywhere in this city. And as odd as this sounds, God, let, let joy arise in our hearts. And let joy arise in the, in, in the hearts of the people in this city. All over. All over. From the west side to the east side to the north side to the south side to the central parts of this city. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Man, he's so good. He's so good. Don't ever believe that he's not. It's easy to do that sometimes. Do you remember when I was teaching on the 23rd Psalm? And the point was that in David's life, when he wrote that song and was singing that song, none of what he said was actually functionally true. He was being chased by Absalom who sought his life. He didn't know if he's going to make it. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He didn't have any food. He didn't have anything. He was running with tears in his eyes out of Jerusalem, being pursued by Absalom, his son, who wanted to steal his kingdom. And he writes the 23rd Psalm. And when Absalom was pursuing him to kill him, David said, surely goodness and kindness shall follow me all the days of my life. And it struck me, one of the reasons there's so many verses in the Bible about the kindness of God is because it doesn't seem like it at different times. And so those verses are verses that give us something to fight with, something for our minds, something to dwell on, something in our hearts, because it is true whether it seems true or not. Surely goodness and mercy. Let's say that together. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord Forever. That's too good to leave alone. Surely, surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Real good. We do have ministry teams today for those of you who would like prayer for healing or whatever. If you will come up forward and appear over here suddenly. We'll be glad to pray for you. We have people trained to do that. Don't forget, Emerson's on television on Nickelodeon, 8 o'clock with Cam Newton. I hear Emerson's the star of the show, not Cam. And uh, have a great week and pray for our city. Amen, amen.